0: John Quincy Adams says, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you're a leader. This is episode six with special guest Yemi Akinsanya, and we're talking about leadership development and challenges business owners face. Hi friends. Welcome to my podcast. Let's talk about it. My name is Akeshi Akin party planner, event designer, business coach, author, and founder of Cash Events. And I am your host. Each week I'm going to bring you conversations about life, business, events, lifestyle, weddings, and everything in between. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Let's dive in. I'm so excited to share my interview with our special guest, Yemi Akisanya. Yemi is a global leader, strategic thinker, and passionate speaker with over 11 years of experience in the financial market sector. Yemi has spent over 10 years leading teams in technology, business development, and strategy. He's currently the Director and Head of Diversity and Inclusion at OCC, the world's largest equity clearing organization and the foundation for secure markets. His mission is to inspire and engage OCC to build a more diverse and inclusive workplace and own a positive corporate culture ripe for social impact in the community. Yemi is a graduate of Northwestern University's Kellogg School of Management Executive MBA program. He also holds a Master of Science in Communication degree from Northwestern University. Let's dive into this conversation. Well, hello, hello, Yemi.
1: Hello, hello, Akeshi. How are you? Thank you, you for... <laughs> what? Hello, hello, Akeshi. How are you? I'm going to start over. <laughs> are you going to laugh? Let's get it out now. I think this is important.
0: <laughs> okay, seriously, this is a legit podcast. So I need you to take this seriously. All right. Hi, Yemi. Hi, Akashi, How are you? I am wonderful. So first of all, thank you for gracing me with your presence today because you know it's hard to literally track you down. And get you to commit to our of a conversation. So I feel so honored.
1: Can, can I be honest? <laughs> this feels a bit uncomfortable for me because we are, we are never this serious. We've known each other for many decades, and we've always been very silly. Right. And never taken ourselves very seriously. So it's kind of weird to be serious on the mic, but I'll do my best.
0: <laughs> so you're saying that this podcast is not happening?
1: Tonight? No, it was happening. Okay. No, we already started. Right. All right. So good, well, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Well, and I know how much this means to you. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm really, I, I, I kid you not, it's truly an honor to be here, to be part of this journey um, that you're taking upon yourself amongst the many other things that you're doing.
0: Thank you very much, Brad. Yeah, good. Well, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on the podcast is you've literally talked me off the ledge like a few times.
1: And on some other times <laughs> as well. But we'll talk about that one.
0: Um, mostly <laughs> off. Good. Um, and then, and it's always great advice. It's advice I can literally apply right away. And I'm talking about running a business, um, and many, many, many other situations. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanted to make sure that we can also do the same for our listeners and share the wealth because I, I truly believe like you're a smart human being and you have so much to share and you can really help not just me. Everyone else that's listening,
1: I, I. This is so mutual. I feel the exact same way about you and what you're doing. So well,
0: thank you. I'm
1: happy to share the little nuggets that I might have.
0: A lot of nuggets. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. We'll do our best. Today. Let's go for it. <laughs> all right. So first of all, tell everyone. Well, first of all,
1: mm-hmm.
0: congratulations. Thank you on your graduation. You only had like five graduation parties.
1: I uh, yeah, just just five. One that was really mine. That. Um, cash events also helped plan and design. Actually, you did almost all the parties we did. For you guys Kellogg. had me working. Yeah, we we had you busy this this thing. December. Yes. Yeah. So I, I recently graduated with um, my executive MBA from Northwest University,
0: nice. Kellogg
1: School of Management, and Congrats. it feels it feel. Listen, it feels good. But you know, thankfully, I have um, kind of acquired a lot of things in my life that you know you just never sometimes feel like. You earned as much as like well, maybe me. I earned this one. I feel like tapping it back, at me, you, you earned this one. This was this was this was a big one and this was very difficult and challenging.
0: Well, what I like was that you yeah. own this one. A lot of times you yeah. fight like yeah. celebrating things and owning stuff for whatever reason. Touche. This time
1: well, girl, I, you were like, we I'm gonna it. celebrate. And we that was it. amazing. It was a good time. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: But that's good. That's such yeah. a huge accomplishment. So we're all rooting for you and proud of you. Amen. Amen, girl. And looking forward to what's next.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, so we'll take it a step at a time. You know, I don't want to put too much pressure on myself. Everyone keeps saying, so what's next? What's next? I'm like, well, what's next is the next day.
0: Or you have to breathe and right. take a minute.
1: Yeah. No, I am. I am. I, I took From some all time the off.
0: partying.
1: Yeah. No, I took some time off and spent the last, you know, last couple weeks of the year with my daughter and just kind of making up time of the past two years that i have been gone and so busy. Right. So it's it's been good. It's been good. And then next year, I'll kind of start to really think about um, what the next step looks like.
0: Well, good for you. I'm excited. I and we'll you. all be here watching and rooting for you.
1: Together. You've got to be doing together. this thing together. Yes. And I'm pulling your shoulder and you're, you know tapping into your network and everything. Here for
0: it and vice versa. Yeah. All right. So for those, of, for those that do not know you... Mm-hmm. Tell us about your current role. Okay. And your current position.
1: All right. So a couple of things. Um, um, my current role, so from a corporate perspective, right? So I, I look at myself as I have multiple lives. I have the life that's corporate world, I have the life that's my entrepreneurship journey, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to be more like my Akeshi here. Okay. Um, so my corporate world life, I am currently the director and head of diversity and inclusion at Options Clearing Corporation. Um and that role is mainly to build an office, right? So I took this position about a year ago. Um, and I so OCC is, is a derivatives clearing organization, a clearinghouse. Um, okay. And prior to last year, prior to this role, we never had anything that was really focused specifically on having a workplace um, to be more inclusive and more diverse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and uh, the idea is to build an office, hire the right team to help, Inspire and engage our colleagues to start thinking more about how we can be more inclusive, how we can be more diverse, um, and how can we, you know, have a, a culture that is ripe for social impact and community and things like that. So, so that's what I'm doing from a corporate perspective. Right. Um, from a personal perspective, I, um, <laughs> I am a. Um, how do I put this? I am a recovering entre- entrepreneur. Uh, <laughs> what means, does that mean? <laughs> it means that I have tried a number of entrepreneurship uh, uh, ventures that have not gone as successful as I wanted, but I'm still trying. Um, so, so right now, I, I myself and a very good friend of mine um, own a investment firm um, called yatow That's Y A T A W. Uh, my business partner is Tiwa Works, Tiwa Ganga Williams. He's in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And what, what we do is we try to – we we focus on, on a portfolio of between loans, let's say microfinancing, between $10,000 and $250,000. And we, we have a network of um, high-net-worth individuals, and we also have a network of small entrepreneurs and small businesses who are looking to expand and scale their businesses. And if mm-hmm. they need a loan of some sort between – 10 grand and 250 grand and they need that loan to and, and they have a tenor or as so I say a um a return timeline of a year, then we could help them acquire that 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 amount of money um from our, you know, like I said, group of network, high right. network people. So so that's what we do. So we we, we provide um finance and op- opportunities or options outside of your typical institutions.
0: Because I remember finance was your first, like your bachelor's is in what? I know the answer. So my my
1: bachelor's was in management information systems. It was more IT related. But what you're alluding to is my entire experience from a corporate work perspective has been mainly financial institutions. I worked for JPMorgan Chase. I yeah. did work for Chicago Mercantile um, Exchange. I worked for the <laughs> Square Corporation. So it's been very finance heavy.
0: But it's safe to, so, like, I always say, like, you're born, literally, you're born to lead. Like, wherever you go, people kind of follow your lead. You're like the Obama of...
1: <laughs> you're like the president of wherever you work. So, like... I don't. Okay, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, well, here's where I agree with you. I, I, I am a very social person. So, yes, mm-hmm. I, I find myself in, in, in the lots and lots of communities. Right. Um... And I you're in like that. no
0: shape, form, or introvert, which I am. You're not, an extrovert. I, I
1: yes. Would it happen to Yes, I'm. I'm more of an extrovert than an introvert, but you're I do not have an my introvert intro-
0: at all. Okay.
1: Okay. Boss. Do you feel like
0: you're an introvert? Yes.
1: Please tell. There are many times I do feel like <laughs> no. No. Truth be told, there are times where I just feel like I just want to be alone, be myself, and kind of. Because you have to understand, like being "quote unquote" a people person, and a lot of extroverts out there would would attest to this. It takes a lot of energy. It's exhausting. It is very it's exhausting. It's exhausting being you. It is very exhausting being an extrovert. It is.
0: Well, I remember like last week, we had an event in Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, another graduation party
1: Yes.
0: in Houston. For, and you, you were very literally very chasing us around saying like, get out there and go
1: socialize. And I'm yes. like, I am tired. Yes. But th- that's, yes, that's a good point. And, but you guys have worked the whole, because I remember I, I, at the hotel, I stopped by about what eleven o'clock in the morning and you and your team were busy working and What a doing everything. That saved my right. Life. Right. Thank you. And then and then I come back at like 9, 10 o'clock PM and you guys are still trying to work. No. The work is done. The place was gore I mean, absolutely stunning, Akashi, as always. Thank you. Um, but sometimes you gotta kick back and just go, you know, yeah. All the time.
0: But for as as designers and and I'm glad we're actually kind of said going into this a little bit. That wasn't a plan, but I like this topic because, as designers or planners, we tend to kind of do the work and like disappear, yeah, I know I'm tired, and yeah. like the last one I want to do is like socialize and you know do some marketing or feel like you're selling, you mm-hmm. know that kind of thing, yeah. so like I just yeah. tend to kind of retreat,
1: yeah,
0: um yeah. but I know you've you've done a lot of like trying to pull me out of my no,
1: no, that's true and and that's a very good point because I feel like. And maybe it's, and you know, I'm, so I was raised in Nigeria, as Mm -hmm. as you were, Kashi, and I was raised from two months old till I was 14 years old. And there's this sense of humility that our culture teaches us, where Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to brag about yourself, you're not supposed to talk about your achievements, you're not supposed to kind of toot your own horn. Um, And and as much as I respect and appreciate that, I think that's great for that family culture but I think when it comes to like corporations and business and work, we need to turn that sucker around and find ways to do that without being without being overbearing. Like, yes, right. like you just mentioned a second ago, like, I don't want to be out there like I'm trying to... Like, no. Like you're
0: selling at the event, right? Versus Honey, like the work is going to speak for itself, but sometimes
1: it doesn't. Both. Both. <laughs> like, it's not mutually exclusive. It speaks for itself because your work is great. But then... You could speak for your work as well to kind of show right. your passion. You know, people. You know, we we've gotten into and, and I and I do not want to preach, preach, so please stop me as I if I start preaching too much. Preach way. But what? I think we've got into this whole technology has been amazing to mankind, but it's gotten to the point where we've, we're we starting to lose touch of that human nature of it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, people love cash events and cash design and the work that you do because of you. Mm-hmm. As much as your work is phenomenal. But at the end of the day, there's something about your personality, something about your passion, something about your drive, something about this trust that I know that on my most important day or my celebration, I know that I have someone who would would go crazy Mm -hmm. to make sure they deliver. That part, people need to feel that. So when they meet you, they're like... Wow, like, you right. did this? Like, wow, like, you're so human. You're so normal. You're so like me. Right. But then you're, you know, anyway. So I think you should put yourself out there a little bit more so people get to feel and see who this genius is. Um, And not hide behind your work like most right. developers do. I mean,
0: I, 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 I kind of became aware stuff. of that, but I think we tried a little bit to mingle. Yeah. And then we were tired.
1: <laughs> no, I, I can only imagine.
0: So how does that, so I guess so. We're, still, we're speaking to entrepreneurs mostly on the podcast and people that want to be or struggle with being entrepreneurs, there's so many things. We wear so many hats. Yeah. We're leaders, we're managing our teams, we're managing ourselves, we're trying to make money, we're trying not to be in debt, we're trying to do better. Like there's so many things. And I feel like where people struggle the most is leadership. Yeah. And where you excel the most is motivating people. And being a good leader, I'm kind of jelly a little bit because really? I feel like if I <laughs> if I had your skill, I would be like, I don't know, so much better. but so we mm. struggle because we're always having conversations in our heads. Yeah. With, Is this too much? Am I being too friendly? Should right. I party with my team members? Should I, you know, when do we draw the line? So first of all,, yeah. how would you define a good leader?
1: Okay, so so I'll, I'll, I'll approach it this way, right? I think and yeah, I think that leadership in, in itself is about the ability to inspire mm-hmm. others to action. That's leadership, plainly. Mm-hmm. Now, when you put the word "good" in from it in front of it, it means that you want to inspire people to action to do good things. It's how I think about it. So when I think about a good leader, it's a person who their ability to inspire is inspiring for good, for the better. For so whether whether it's better outcomes, whether it's, there's that's positive impact um in the culture, in the community, mm-hmm. you fill in the blank, right? Because good is relative. Right. What's good to me maybe not so good to you. Um so it's kind you know, so it's not like a it's not a it's not black and white. It's yeah. it's it's more of a you get my point. So I got you. it's 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 all about what is good to you. If if good aligns with you then a good leader is a person who's inspiring people to action on something that the outcome of that is beneficial and has mm-hmm. a positive impact on others.
0: Do you think people are born leaders?
1: Yes, I think there are some people who are naturally born leaders who 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 are naturally attracted to the opportunities that that leaders you know. Thrive in like mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean so I think yes I think but I, I don't think that all leaders are born leaders
0: I like, don't think so too yeah, and yeah, I, I think, think there are some especially in our like in a creative environment where there's no actual like abcD we're like Z L. we're all over the place right so it's it's a constant conversation a constant battle of what to do next yeah. right and mm-hmm. then we question ourselves or question ourselves and then we're we'll question ourselves and then our team is watching so it's how to like we're kind of struggling with ways to motivate yeah. our team yeah. and retain them right is another thing.
1: You know, and, and let me touch on that because I think it's very important to, from my my experience, and I mentioned just a minute ago into this into this podcast that um, I have failed on some entrepreneurship ventures, and, and my failure just means that I didn't make money, and the intent was to make money, right. um, and so I think that. In the corporate setting, my leadership skills um, are effective, mm-hmm. um, and I have seen a track record record of success. In the entrepreneurship right. setting, um, it has not been quite as successful. Right. So as much as you, and I know you mentioned, like, if I had your leadership skills, X, Y, and Z, like, oh, yeah. like I, you know, <laughs> if I had your wit, right, and resilience, maybe my business would have been successful. So I, I think it goes beyond that. And, and the point about employee retention and the mm-hmm. point about onboarding new people and training and the time and money you spend on that um, is something that is very, very difficult for entrepreneurs in comparisons to corporate corporations. Like in my company, we, we we have a track record. We have a trend of altruism. You can see, oh my God, so we are 5% altruism from year to year. Mm-hmm. And you can you can measure that. And then we have trainings and we have budget for those things. And we kind of have the financial worth off. To withstand and say we don't want um, people who are not effective in their jobs so we can kind of help manage them out of the pe- out of the company, and we want people who are high performing people. We can kind of help hire them and attract them to the company. Mm-hmm. Um, so from a corporation standpoint, th- there are there are like safety guardrails for that. Mm-hmm. But from an entrepreneur, you're, mm-hmm. you're not dealing with the same type of capital.
0: Oh yeah,
1: for right. Sure. So losing an employee could. Almost crash your entire business, right? In comparison to a workforce where you know you're dealing with companies that like Fortune 500, right. 500, Fortune 100 companies where losing one, two, three, even sometimes fifty doesn't really have a tremendous. So I, I want to make sure that we, we, you know, I, I, I want to be honest about the difference between both. I don't, th- I don't corporate think it's versus versus you know entrepreneurship. I think it's very different, and I've seen that firsthand where I, I've tried to apply my same skills from corporate to entrepreneurship, and it, it, it was not, it was not uh, easy transition over.
0: Right. Cause I feel like too, when you mentioned hiring and like the budget, I never really actually thought about that. How, so do you feel like for a small business, when you hire someone, it's a, it's a hard decision because now you have to think about money that's now going to leave your company. So that's, do you think that actually affects how we, um, like engage with that employee or the expectation?
1: Yes. I, y- y- yes. And um, I think that, and this is this applies to both entrepreneurs and as well as corporations, that we are hiring people in most cases based on the wrong set of things, mm. right? So typically, Guilty. right? No, but typically we've always hired based on CV, resumes, mm-hmm. skill set. What have you done in the past? Mm-hmm. Um, let me see your work. Oh, good job. Great work. Um, you know, are you hardworking? Are you driven? Like, so it's typically those tangible, right? Mm-hmm. And and in entrepreneurship, I think what we want to focus more more on is more of their softer skills, more mm-hmm. on their resiliency, more on their tenacity, more on their ability to be resourceful, more on their ability to handle pressure. Like these are the important things that I want my employees to have. I can train the skill sets. I mean, Right. Like you can How train you, yeah. that right. You want so people true. who have great character. How do you judge great character? You gotta you gotta make sure you use the references and question the references well. Well, you do you think to, you can
0: find that in those those steps? So you actually get to find that once they start working.
1: Like in you know, combination of both. There's, I don't think there's a way. There's not one way. Mm-hmm. I think and that's why referrals are typically the best, right? You know, hiring people that are referred to you so you can say, Okay, well, I trust. Yeah, right. his judgment. I trust the catcher. So if catcher says a person is great, then maybe I could take a chance on them. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, so I don't think there is, it's not, you know, it's not science. It's not like it's like, okay, you do this and this, and then boom, you have a great person, right? Right. Um, but I think that we need to spend more time trying to figure out people's true character hearing the stories, their upbringing, their background, their family structure. Um, like that is more, it's just as, if not more important than their ability to actually do the skills that's necessary for the job.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay. So, are you? So, is it okay to say, like, as a good leader, maybe I need to own that I'm the worst at hiring people?
1: Uh, <laughs> and that doesn't make me a bad leader? Listen, that is powerful, Cash, And I think that's something that I've started to learn as I've learned from other leaders. I was watching a documentary, uh, I, I believe it's on Netflix, um, and it was with um, P. Diddy. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking one well of his mentor. I think his name is Ray Dilo, one of the biggest hedge fund managers in the world. And PDD had an epiphany in that conversation where it was like, Hey, I just realized I am bad at what you just said. Mm. Recruiting. I'm bad at recruiting people. And there is power in knowing what your weaknesses are.
0: Cause you're looking for the wrong things. Right. Right. And
1: there is power in saying, Hey, I'm bad at this, so I'm going to find someone who's good at it Mm -hmm. to help me do that part. And being okay with giving complete autonomy to that person. So I think the biggest thing we do is like we get into this control thing. Everything has to be perfect because I've been successful. I've I've built this from scratch for the past seven years. And to allow someone to come in and make decisions that can impact the trajectory of your your, your company, it's difficult. But I think that there is a lot of power in saying, I am not great at X, I'm not great at Y, yeah. so therefore, Keshi, please, if, if I do believe you are, and you've showed a track of being good at something, mm-hmm. lead that for us. And, 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 and that's that's a big part about being a leader. And I talked about earlier in our conversation off, offline, was that going on a journey within yourself to truly understand you, like, mm. like truly, get to understand what your weaknesses are, get to understand what your strengths are. Get to understand the why's behind your emotions and mm-hmm. what drives your emotion, what triggered your emotions. Something triggers your emotion. Try to think about, okay, what triggered it? Why did it trigger it? Like, you know, and that kind of therapeutic, mm-hmm. you know, type of journey is critical to becoming a great leader.
0: And like we've kind of we talk about this because every time I have I find myself in a pickle, I call you, mm-hmm. and you actually help me reason with like when I do listen. <laughs> on like why a b c you know why it's it is the way it is yeah. and a possible outcome, but I feel like those are bandages so like for example owning that and like and that's something I realized recently I'm not good at hiring and I need to stop hiring people because i'm a I'm an emotional is that a thing I hire with emotion yeah, I hire vibe yeah because you can put all the beautiful things on paper, but then people also have a sense of portraying what they think you need to you need to see and then eventually the real person comes out you're like what in the yeah according to bella what the what
1: yeah what the. (laughs) literally
0: right so and that happened to me this year i literally convinced myself that we made a good hire and it was not good yeah and it wasn't good not just for me It wasn't good for everyone Mm -hmm. and it literally just created this horrible vibe and like bad whatever but that's out the window yeah but the truth is, I'm not good at hiring. So, for someone like myself, who do I go to to hire that understands my business and my goals?
1: Right. Yeah. And and you know, that's so there there are firms out there, or mm-hmm. consultants out there that are that there's they specialize on hiring talent. Mm-hmm. So that's one way to go. Now, there is a cost to that. Fair. Um, two is you could tap into your own network of people that you trust, mm. your sounding board, your trust, trust circle, whatever you want to call right. them, and say, okay, I know this individual, this character has a, a knock for identifying people's true character. They just know how to ask the right questions or poke the right holes mm-hmm. or what have you. And they could be your Batman and Robin. So you could still start to and say, okay, my next interview, I'm going to invite you to come be with me as I interview. And yeah. that person can play like a co-interviewer, one, but two kind of watch you and as as, as you kind of go through the interviewing process, make sure you're asking the kind of right kind of questions. And mm-hmm. so it's a, pro- I don't think there is an answer to it. I think it's one of those things where you have to try lots of experiment. Mm-hmm. But I think the 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 great thing about this is that you've identified that that's a skill that mm-hmm. you're not strong at. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe talk to others. Maybe it's people, it. maybe you're, I know you have lots of friends in the industry. Maybe people who are like, how do you hire? And just ask questions right. like, hey, I've struggled with hiring. What have you done to make you successful? So maybe those kinds of questions could be questions that might help bring out some of the answers. But I don't think there's an answer that I can give you today or anyone can give you like, oh, here's the answer. Can she, you know.
0: she, Well, is it a bad idea to hire, have someone within your organization that probably has a, well, it's saying like you don't get, sometimes you have jobs where you don't get to meet the CEO technically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is it okay to have someone... In your space that has, you know, on some level, do the hiring
1: or recruiting. Yeah. I I think it all depends. At the end of the day, it all depends. There is not a one-size-fits-all for any of those things. You have to try and error. Just like you've done your entire career. Some things you try and you test it out. It, it fails horribly, and you're like, "Well, what can I learn from that?" And you apply, take the learning, and abandon everything else, and use the learning for something else, right? So you 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 would have. But I just think that I'm very happy to hear that you've identified that. That oh era, yeah, I own of, Yeah, and 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 I think the next step is to try to find ways to. Like I said, talk to colleagues, friends, whoever try to... But I
0: think like the issue too is people think like when you say that you're a bad leader or you're a bad...
1: No, no, no. You're a bad business owner. Can can, can I pause you on that for a quick (laughs) second? So to say that you have deficiencies is not that you're a bad leader. Right. Right? Um, Or to say that you're weak at something or you're poor at something, does that make you a bad leader? Again, we talked about leaders, about inspiring people. Mm-hmm. Because you're better in career, doesn't mean you're better inspiring people. Mm-hmm. Like these two things are not one and the same. Mm-hmm. You, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But we naturally feel that way. Even I feel that way. It's oh, it's, yeah. it's as of recent that I've come to the point where I'm able to truly hold myself accountable for my mistakes and be mm-hmm. forthcoming with them. And at work, a lot of times at work, when, when stuff hits the fan, I'm like... Okay, let me just be quiet unless I don't ask me a question. If they don't ask me anything, I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, and No, literally, that's that's the way I've... Because I've been maybe afraid, not necessarily afraid of losing my job, but just afraid, embarrassed.
0: Mm. Um,
1: but what I've realized is that um, when I speak up and when I jump and say, hey, something is wrong, and I'm the first one to go, okay, something is wrong here. Right. Hey, my my bad. And if I can identify where I made a mistake or where I could have done something different to change the outcome, mm-hmm. I take ownership despite who on my team did the mistake. What I've realized is that my team... Not only, I'll, I'll give you a couple of stories. So there was a time um, when uh, something had happened. Uh, no one went into much details, but someone on my team made a critical mistake that cost us a lot of money in our company. Mm. And it was a really big deal. It was one of those things where someone made a mistake and was like, oh, someone's getting fired. You're fired. Right? Um, and, and as soon as it happened and I saw an email you know, threat go on, I jumped up and I took accountability right away. Like, and, I, and the reason I took accountability was because I told that individual to do that.
0: Mm. knowing
1: that that person didn't have all the skill sets or wasn't the best at it than someone else. But I wanted to entrust them, right? And this was going back to my thought of leadership, inspiring people. Um, And they made a a very common common mistake um, that was very expensive. But I jumped in that email thread in front of everyone, including them, to say, I made that mistake. It's on me, but let's fix this and we'll we'll find a way to kind of um, do a post mortem on it. And, and after everything happened, blah, 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 my boss came in the office and talked to me, and, and I took ownership, and I didn't get any, nothing happened to me, right? But what was interesting was that about maybe six weeks later, or maybe a couple months later, that individual um, said nothing to me throughout the entire time, mm-hmm. but spoke to me at a happy hour, and, and she was sharing with me how thankful she was that I spoke up for her and XYZ, wow. and she was almost in tears. And I told her, I'm like, listen, that's... My role, this is on me as well as this is on you, and mm. da, 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 da. And we kind of talked about it. But it, to see her today, she's only on my team now, but to see how she blossomed from that mm. moment, like sometimes it might be that little thing, right? Um, so I think it goes back to the whole point of being okay with being wrong and saying right. I'm weak at this doesn't make you a bad leader or, or insufficient leader, it just means that yeah. you are able to take accountability for this.
0: Well, I love that you were saying like own it because we tend to avoid or like out of shame. Like if you do something wrong, like sometimes at planning an event, we'll drop the ball and we have to, I have to make that call to the client. Even if it's not my fault, I have to own it. And like that, that process kills me.
1: Yeah. Literally. It's tough. It's painful. It's not easy at all. If it was we'll be doing it. We'll be all doing it. It was easy. Yep.
0: Kills me. But like you're saying, you have to own it and you have to just deal with it head on. Then dance around it.
1: And it goes back to leadership, right? I think we, you know, inspiring people is not always about saying the right words or being able to, you know, um, you know, buy people things and give them high bonuses and high pay. It's about truly getting to their heart and, and knowing what makes them tick. Okay,
0: so you said buy people things and all that stuff. So I do, I do have more questions on that. But I have a other questions before that question. So this is going to be a long podcast, but so good. Good. Yay. All right, Yemi. So the second part of our interview is going to be like, um, I'm going to throw a bunch of questions at you. These are questions I get on a daily basis in my emails and DMs from other business owners. So they want to know, and I want to know, what are the qualities, key qualities of a good leader? Give me five.
1: Five good qualities. Okay, Mm -hmm. good. One, I would say um, compassionate.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Two, I would say hardworking, and when I mean hardworking, I mean they are a hands-on type of person where they're able to kind of roll their sleeves up and get their hands dirty when Mm -hmm. they need to. Not always, right? Right. But in times of need, whether it's um, chaos or issues or training Mm. um, to be able to kind of roll their sleeves up and and do that. Um, I would say a a visionary persona has vision that can kind of see things from like a 10,000-foot level Mm -hmm. and is able to kind of see has a, a clear vision of where where the group should go or get to. I think that's something that's very important. Uh, number th- the fourth one, I would say a, a good communicator. And I mean mm. communication, not just in terms of using the right words, not just verbal and nonverbal, but being able to deliver messages to people um, and let the message meet people where they're at, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a tough one. Yeah, it Probably is. Probably the toughest.
1: It is, it is. It is because right? because for, for you to be a great communicator, you have to be a person who is able to be a be a good, have a high EQ, mm. right? Meaning your your emotional intelligence is to the point where you're able to 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 feel. And I talked about this earlier, Kesha. We talked about vibe. Mm. That's a great thing to have. Like it's great to kind of feel someone's vibe to say, you know what though. Right now, anything that I tell Akashi, she's not going to receive it because one, she's emotionally charged, or she's mm-hmm. upset, or mm-hmm. she's you know focused on this, or she has this going on. Um, or I can be like, you know, the, I I can see Akashi is ready to receive information. Mm-hmm. So now it's time to kind of deliver that really important thing I wanted to tell her yesterday, but I couldn't mm-hmm. tell her because she wasn't at that point. But mm-hmm. she is now. Let me deliver. Right. So to be able to strategize and say now is a good time. Now is not a good time that's because a big we're both one. upset. Right. So I think yeah. that's a. And I tie all that on their communication, right? So your EQ, right. X, Y, and Z. Mm. Um, and, and number five, I would say, um, and I want to tie these two things together because you're going to me five. I want to tie two. Do between, you want
0: six?
1: I would like would six. Would it help if I gave you six? Yes, thank you very much. I appreciate six. <laughs> um, right, so the only two things I, I want to talk about, I want to talk about integrity. I think Oh yeah. Um, a, a good leader has to be someone that's higher integrity. Um, and, and again, that word integrity is very subjective. Mm -hmm. So it differs from person to person, what people care about. But when I think about integrity, I think about consistency. So someone that is consistent in certain behaviors, characters, qualities, what have you, where I kind of know what to expect from a person like you. You Mm -hmm. deliver on time Mm or you you deliver X, Y, and Z. Okay, that's one. Um, So integrity. The other one I wanted to mention and just slipped my mind here. Um, Okay, so I'll stop at six because I forgot my seven. (laughs) But yeah, so those 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 six are the six I think um every good leader should have some sort of
0: those are uh, big ones. Yeah.
1: Integrity.
0: Like yeah. I feel like a lot of in my especially I see it all the time. There is we we operate with like we see it, no integrity. Mm. And it's it literally weakens me to watch it. Yeah. But the communication, I feel like, is where I struggle.
1: We all Everyone
0: else struggles with that because you kind of have this battle yourself. Like, well, I am the business owner Mm -hmm. and I want to deliver this information today. Yeah. But then you're saying, Mm -hmm. know your team and see if they're able to receive the information, which is the last thing we're thinking about. Absolutely. Because we're ready to address the problem. But like you're saying, it's pointless because they leave with like, uh, What?
1: No, no, and that was one thing I learned when um, I, I, I got my first master's at Northwestern in communication. Um, and one of the definitions that I learned from one of my professors—I forget the person's name now—that I thought was so great was: communication is about um, is 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 about securing the delivery of your intended message. Oh, wow! Securing the delivery that. of your intended message, meaning it's not necessarily that you shared a message. For example, let's say I said, um, you know, uh, I, I'm probably going to give a silly example, but let's say I want to tell Akeshi that I think she is the most amazing woman I've ever met and she is phenomenal well, thank and you, powerful Yeming. and all that kind of great. Let's say that's my intent of my story. <laughs> but for some reason, I use some words that are not so great or I use an analogy that you found offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say I said, Akeshi, you remind me of Oprah. And because I, I see Oprah as a person that is powerful and strong in X, Y, right. and Z, but in Akeshi's mind, when she sees Oprah, she sees Oprah as someone who is, let's just say, Oprah, forgive me, someone who's like, you know, unhealthy and, you know, careless or something like that. And she's like, right. oh, you think I'm a healthy and careless? And rather than at that point in time say, oh, pause, right. let me let you know right now, let's drop that whole Oprah thing. Right. Here's what I'm really trying to say. I find myself trying to say, no, 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 and try to try to fix yeah. that Oprah saying, No, no, Oprah is not this. Oprah, and then the conversation is about Oprah and not right. about the fact that I want to truly really deliver the fact that you are amazing. And, and, and I find myself in predicaments like that so many times. So I'm like, okay, once I see that it's derailing from my intended message, I have to pause, go back to the drawing board and say, okay, how do I... Get us mm-hmm. back on track. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's something that I learned and I think it's been so powerful and such a struggle for even me to today.
0: So wow. So another key question, and again, I hear this in coaching sessions and in my one-on-ones, all of that. Is how do you how do you inspire people to be great mm. on your team? How do you make them mm. work for you? Yeah. Right. And be productive. We make money for you.
1: Right. So the, the way that I do it on my team is, and this is a yummy way, right? I am naturally a very passionate person, and I do my best to show my passion, to show when I'm vulnerable, and to remain as honest and transparent as possible. Mm. And the keys are as possible because you can only be so transparent sometimes, right? Right? Because your role sometimes won't let you be more transparent, right. or if it's something that's highly legal or what have you know. So there's some things that that hold your transparency, but. From being vulnerable. I am honest about how I feel about certain things, whether it's good, bad, or the other. Um, and I am very passionate truly about the work that I do today. So, and I do my best to show that and Mm -hmm. wear it out of my skin, and I do my best to encourage others when they show such a passion, not to like you know, hold them accountable negatively to that, right? So I tell people this when you think about inspiring human beings, human beings react to two things. We react to accountability and consequences. Mm-hmm. So meaning if you do X, Y, and Z, you get consequences for it. It means that you're telling me that I shouldn't do these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. That's what consequences mm-hmm. they are for. So tell kind of right you away from doing something that I'm not so good. And then there are incentives. When you do X, Y, and Z, you get incentives for these things, which means like these are the behaviors that we want you to continue to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, when you think about inspiring your team, think about those two things. What are the characters and behaviors of your team that you consistently give incentives for? What are incentives? Verbal praise, you know, good jobs, um, you know, bonuses, whatever. Fill in the blank. Uh, what are consequences? Um, negative attitude towards them, um, a frowning face, um, a, a, a tough email. Um, you know, a corrective action report of some sort, mm-hmm. right? So, so think about what energy am I giving my team in mm. terms of how am I incentivizing good behavior? How am I holding people, you know, accountable to not good behavior? Mm. And how are you doing that consistently across the board? Yeah. And and that's how you truly inspire them. So when you do, when you, when you see a great behavior, the high five, just a simple, could make a big difference wow. for something as little as just, you know, yeah, X, Y, Z. Anyway.
0: Because on the other side, you were saying like just a frowny face or sometimes like we're not even aware we're doing it. So I guess as leaders, like I've had to have conversations with myself to like, can you check your attitude and then go back out there?
1: Listen. And it's
0: tough. It's tough for everyone. It's tough for me. It's not easy.
1: Oh, it's tough for... Like everything I'm telling you is a battle for me. Like this is not like, I got to figure it out. This is one of those, I'm more intentional about these things now than Mm -hmm. ever. That's what this is about, right? Right. Um, and I'm choosing to share it as I learned. And I'll share another good thing about what you just talked about. Um, I was talking with my boss at work, and and um, and we have this thing called work from home, where mm-hmm. people are able to um, work from home um, if they need to, depending on X, Y, and Z reasons. Um, and some positions at the company work from home more often than others, like if you're a developer, where right. you have to kind of like, you know, you don't have to interact with people mm-hmm. often. Um, but anyway, um, in my in my in my previous role at the company, I had a leader who never worked from home. Um, she was always in the office, and always was in the office from like seven a.m. to like eight thirty p.m. every mm-hmm. day. Like she even comes on Sundays. She's like one of those mm-hmm. hard workers. And um, and in meetings, you know, there was always this rumpus about people saying they are afraid to work from home, and it's a it's a, it's a benefit you can use if you mm-hmm. want to. But well, people are afraid to use it because they're like, I'm not sure that our boss wants me to use it. I mean, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to seem like I'm not working hard, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, I don't understand why everyone keeps. And this is her and I having a conversation. I don't understand why everyone keeps saying that um, they're afraid to work from home. Like, I've never stopped anyone. I've always approved right. everyone's thing. Look, everyone. I've never said no to you, Yemi. I've never said no to you. And I'm like, I get it. But I want you to consider the shadow that you cast as a leader. Mm. So this is not what you said. There's a certain shadow that we all have and we cast as leaders. When people look at you, when you're just walking across the street, when you walk into the office, we look at you and that shadow tells us a lot. Mm. The mood you're having today, X, Y, and Z. And the shadow that she's casting is a shadow that states that One, not only would I never work from home, I don't believe in working from home. I believe in hard work. I believe in working 12 hours a day. I believe in X, Y, and Z. And that shadow is not consistent with the words that she says in the meetings. Mm. And people get kind of stuck in between. So she needs to be more, not to say she needs to work from home, right? But she needs to be more conscious of that shadow. And now solicit, like, hey, listen, um, you have a plumber coming over? Why don't you work from tomorrow? Mm. Like, suggest. Encourage it. Seek it. And yeah, that inspired, like, oh, okay, maybe this person truly does well. Anyway, so that's a quick story about um, the shadows that you cast and being as a leader, being being aware of that. That's a great that. example. Yeah. And to
0: her, like, she's she probably doesn't see it, like, again, at all. I I've never said don't work from home, and it's I, and I'm sure we do this in different, different, pers- different, ways, different ways, capacities in our business. But it's again like being aware and being more intentional.
1: And it's, again, looking in, looking with, yeah. it. It's, it's you. It starts with you. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's
0: tough. It's easy yeah. to tell someone to give someone feedback, than to take to look at yourself because that's that's crazy. Yeah. To say, hey, Cashy, you need to change this, or yeah, you know, like actually have that honest conversation with yourself, and that's a a battle. Yeah. It is. Yeah. This 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 leadership thing is a little tough. It's a yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, so I was running a business and entrepreneurship, but these are that's why we, you know, I love this episode because. You've given me, and I wanted to kind of share you with the world a little bit because you've given me, even if it's a five-minute conversation. I express you, literally, be quiet and say, you you did you did that. Okay, well, well, here's what I think, and then mm-hmm. like you give me your, which I find annoying at that moment, mm-hmm. and then I process, and I'm like, oh, um, he's actually right, mm-hmm. and then I apply it. Mostly, <clears throat> sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> okay, so this is a biggie, and <clears throat> I had to kind of uh, looking at losing people as a loss. Mm. So, as small business owners or as creatives, me bringing someone into my space means I'm going to open up my processes, my doors, but also I have to train you. Mm. So I have to trust you, but also I have to spend money on you, mm-hmm. with the possibility of you learning whether it's six months or a year and leaving. Mm -hmm. And then we look at it as as a loss. Mm -hmm. So what is your take on, or how do you even manage? Because the truth is we need help. And in order to get good help, we have to train them. So we have to give them information. They have to learn not everything, but like most of it to do their job right. But then sometimes they do leave. Like I've had, you've witnessed situations when I first started where, Someone was with me for a year and under false pretenses mm. and launched a business. Someone was with me for six months and no intention of doing la, la, la. And then eventually launched the same business, but in another city, right? And these are people that you take under your wing. Yeah. And how do you even like, to me, resetting from that was very tough. Yeah. It was because it, whether you want to be as gangster as you want, it's emotional. So, resetting and trusting other people was tough for me at that point. I literally remember getting rid of everyone. Mm-hmm. And I literally sat in my office, sitting like, okay, time to reset. But how do you, yeah. and I don't know how I recover from that, yeah. but how, you know, advice for anyone else? And I'm, yeah. I think I have, I'm very strong willed once I get over my anger, right. I go back into motivation. Some people don't. Mm-hmm. Some people just get, get stuck. stuck in that's there. True. So how do you handle that?
1: You know, no, that's Akeshi, first of all, let me tell you that um I do not have the answer for that. Just just put that out there.
0: Okay. End of podcast. Done.
1: <laughs> Pati done. It. Um but 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 I, I do want to talk about a couple of things that you mentioned. Um and some of them might be tied to what we talked about prior in this podcast, yeah. right? So you talk about you talked about the fact that um or the realization that Recruiting and hiring is not a strong skill set of yours. Right. Right. So and I, and I think that some of these experiences, maybe these experiences, helped you realize that that's not a strong point. Um, and I think that being a good recruiter could help mitigate and mm-hmm. reduce some of this type of experiences, not eliminate it, because these things can happen no matter how great a recruiter you are or not. Right. right. Um, but I think that as you get better at that and as you work with people to help you get better at that or maybe even help you do that, um, you would see less and less of people who are truly just coming straight for intellectual pop- property to take up and do their own thing. Yeah. Um, so that's one. Two, um, I, I think the, the idea of doing something that you're passionate about, um, if, if you're able to, and I'm not sure if this is realistic or not, and please guide me, if you're able to think of it as you're trying to impact the world. Like, I'm truly giving you information Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and teaching you skill sets that I hope one day you do go on and build your own business Mm -hmm. and be very successful based on what I have helped teach you. I feel like that is what legacy is to me, Mm -hmm. truly. Now, with that being said, there is timing to this thing. I Mm -hmm. have a business I'm running as well, Mm -hmm. so I'm not looking for you to do this, learn and drop me. Go build your business. And I'm over here to help am trying to figure out my business where it might be detrimental to me based on your departure. But I think that there is, I find tremendous pleasure and pride in seeing people that I've worked with, whether they worked for me or my team, work with me hands on, that I'm able to somehow impact in a way, whether it's training, whether it's what have you when they move on and become successful i mm-hmm. kind of feel like it's like i grew extra wings somewhere mm-hmm. and i can always tap to them at some point and say hey help me out or help someone in my network out and that's how i begin to grow this really truly powerful network of really amazing people and that's how i hope we can look at it but it's difficult when you have mm-hmm. deadlines balances pay sure. right you know so so that's so once again it's 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 what i it's like a wish. I hope that's the way we could all look at it. In the yeah. corporate world, it's a lot easier to do that, right? Because sure. like, I'm not paying a paycheck, right? It's right. coming from a company. So I could do that easily. But in entrepreneurship, it's a lot different. And so I'm not sure if that's the an answer to your question. I know it's not, but I think that it'd be great if you could start to find ways to say, this is like, um, not. I'm not just training you to help me get this job done. I am paying it forward mm. by giving you skill sets from learning from the best, which
0: no, that's pressure. great because I feel like if you take that approach when you let the fear go, mm-hmm. you take that approach, they would stay longer because they see you now you're investing in them Absolutely. as
1: a person, and they will communicate with you. They can say, Listen, mm-hmm. I want to do my own business. You say, You know what, I will help you launch that business. Mm-hmm. I will help you. What can I do to help you? I can connect your souls. You can be part of that rather than mm-hmm. them taking it and running away from you. You could help them build that business, and they can. And it can be an extension of what you're doing and they can mm. become a partner. You can be the first partner. Yeah. And this is how, you, like, I, I would encourage that and I would mm. know that yeah. in the interview process, do you plan to do your own business in the future one day in this? Well, the answer you is do? no. No. <laughs> why? But I get it. And yeah. I'm like, why? Mm. Why don't you? And I'll sit there and try to persuade them to one
0: day. Wow.
1: Like, I want people that dream this. This is a phenomenal industry. I can yeah. help you. I'm going to teach you some things. Maybe it can help you start your own business. Let wow. me know what you, and, and that's, <laughs> So in their mind they're like they might be thinking like oh shit I really did want to come in doing right. this but you're helping me do it um, tomorrow I'll be like okay so guess what I thought about what you said and I think I do want to have more business oh great well let's start wow right? no seriously and that's how no it of,
0: makes sense when you say it and that's why these are qualities that you have that I envy like I'd right. be like oh hell.
1: No. Right, right, but then again, it, it has to be something that you are okay with. You're not just doing it because you just want to do it, but in your mind, you're like, wait, I can truly help, and you yeah. you do this already, right? Mm-hmm. You have master classes that you do mm-hmm. what every few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think you're doing there? The only difference is that they're paying you to spend time right. for a period of time, but you're instilling them with great skills, experience, yeah. hands-on experience, all this contacts, networks, they're building networks amongst each other, mm-hmm. like that is that is what this is about. It's not it's, wow, it's the not bigger just picture. Yeah, it's not just about giving people the best events and experience in their weddings and the corporate mm-hmm. events and all that. Yeah, yes, you give them that. But two, is that you are building a a a soldier, a team, an army of other phenomenal event designers and creators and X, Y, and Z that can go on to kind of have that akeshi ness experience mm-hmm. in them. You know what I mean? Yeah, anyway. yeah.
0: No, I get it. And it's interesting, someone asked me. <clears throat> I was given a speech. I had to speak in Dallas in the summer. And I think they, I remember that. <laughs> they asked me about success. Mm. What, def- what does success mean to you? <clears throat> and my response has always been the impact you have on other people. Mm. Success to me is not money. I could care. I mean, yes, I love money, <clears throat> but it's how the impact I've made on other people. Right, so mm-hmm. so I I feel like I've hit my goals or whatever, but like that to me is not successful yeah. till like I make someone else successful. Mm-hmm. So it kind of ties into that, mm-hmm. and I guess it's just like a mind a mindset shift of fear, and a lot of it is fear. Yeah. Um, and then like being okay with movement, like yeah. they leave, they leave. I guess right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because eventually they're gonna do what they wanna do regardless.
1: Very true, <laughs> and I think it also goes back to that thing we talked about earlier about. Our culture and we were raised in a culture mm-hmm. where you know you're supposed to be humble at all times. And yeah. you know, you're not supposed to feel like you are impacting people's lives like that. Mm-hmm. You're you know, like you're not supposed to feel that way because you're not supposed to put yourself on a pedestal like that. Right. And whereas I'm like, no, like you know, like as much as you want to be humble about it and you should be humble about it, you should also seek to truly impact people and truly like authentic, like, listen, mm-hmm. I am going, and I, I'll tell you one quick thing and I'll pause is when I say I think about networking and people always ask me, you know, how do you, you know, you're a good networker, you're this networker, you're this networker. And I think about, it, I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I agree. But the way that I approach networking is a lot different than I think many people do. Right. So, and and not different than how I used to approach networking. Mm-hmm. It's evolved. I, I used to approach networking like, I want to network with people to increase my social capital mm-hmm. in a way that I aspire to. So for example, Akeshi, oh my God, Kashi, Kashi event. Oh, well, she's this you know, global entrepreneur who designs around the world, has done great events. She's rich. She wears <laughs> Rolex. She's wearing a Gucci. <laughs> she has all the purses, drives a nice car, has this beautiful studio you know, downtown Chicago. All these different things. And I'm like, I want to be in her network because mm-hmm. I might meet people just like her and I look to create relationships with you and I talk to you and I try to find ways to impress you and let you know that I should be on your level and that was the way that I always went about networking
0: mm-hmm. and that's
1: the way many people network today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, into my In my new world of looking at networking, I look at it more like who are the people that I still aspire to become or I, I'm inspired by that I can add value to Like that is like key for me. Like doing this podcast is exciting for me because I'm like, okay, maybe it's one thing I can share with you Mm -hmm. that you might appreciate. Oh my
0: gosh. Or maybe
1: it's something like, and and then the next thing you, and I'm looking for ways to find, how can I add value to people within my network? I want to be a value provider of sort without stretching myself too thin or without realizing my own full potential, Mm -hmm. but truly saying if I can, and sometimes adding value might not be me. It could simply be a person who is also a luxury events designer that is looking for contacts in Chicago. I'm like, pause. I know the best one in the world. Mm -hmm. Keshi, hang on. Keshi, here's this person, connect. Now, whatever happens, happens. If you guys talk and you're like, Who's oh, that Christmas? I'm like, well, I'm sorry, I just met him. I just thought you could help him out. Yeah. Or you could be like, yo, best person in the world. In fact, we're doing business together. I'm like, bravo. I'm glad I was able to help. Yeah. And I'm moving up. I'm not saying a like, Hey, man, what's up with that five percent? I connected you guys. <laughs> That's not right. So yeah. my idea is if I could find ways to add value, is is truly, I think, the best way to truly build your network because it's sustainable. Yeah.
0: But speaking of it, it's funny like, it never, I mean, I do appreciate you and I appreciate what you did, but I actually didn't connect the dots just now until you did an intro in January
1: mm.
0: and you remember, and you were like, I have mm-hmm. a, I have a friend in school oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that la, 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 has an event and you did the connection. And since then I've done go, three events for her.
1: Mm-hmm. Great. And you guys are great Amazing friends. Amazing human being. And I great love friends. her. Yeah. Even beyond that. Great friends, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's value. That, that is, that is what I, that's to me. Yeah. That's, I seek that. I seek to be able to do mm. Imagine if I can do that on a bigger scale and a bigger scale and, you know, on a bigger scale and because the impact that you amazing people have, I feel like I can share some of that impact because mm. you, you, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm, that's, that's, you know, now I'm getting too excited. Can I get some water? <laughs> I think
0: I drank it <laughs> I offered you, you scotch you. or
1: whatever, you whiskey you, you said. No, you've been fancy. I said fancy. no for now.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so with that said, let me mm. ask you another question. Your shift on, so, okay, big nugget. Go into a network. So uh, in our world, a lot of people are intimidated by networking events. Like they're mm-hmm. terrified. And I get it. Because sometimes you see this person you aspire to be, and you're like, oh, what do I say? Yeah. So you go in with a sense of you're adding value to that person. Mm-hmm. How do you even do that? Yes.
1: Like, Let me tell you it's a great question. And I struggle with I <laughs> I struggle with networking events as well. <clears throat> Because I feel like the intent is to network, and they puts right. additional pressure on me. For sure. So I, I rather go to an event where we're just we just happen to meet each other and we're right. talking. Anyway, I digress. Um, so the question is, how do you add value, right? So I seek to add. That's my goal. I mm-hmm. seek to add. Mm-hmm. So as we're talking, I'm listening to you, and I'm looking for ways I could add. I'm not. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm like, hey, what's your name, Mckeshee? I mean, I'm Yemi like, Kashi, what's Mckeshee? How can I add value to Akeshi? <laughs> like it's not that right. serious. It's not that deep. But as we have conversations, I'm looking, I'm asking questions about your background, your childhood, mm-hmm. what you work on, what you do. Um, if you're new in the area, uh, you say, Oh, well, I'm new now. Oh, you are. Oh, so where do you hang out? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't hang out. Oh, I know hang out spots. That's value That's add. Value. Uh, and go to Soho House. Go to Eastman Club. What mm-hmm. do you, you like? Gym in? Oh, I know this. Oh, actually, yeah. I know pastries. Akeshi knows the best pastries in Chicago. Hang on. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can get a on the phone. It's it's those little it's the things that you don't think is like I guess the word value makes it sound like it's something that has to be big.
0: monetary as no, well. No, I just
1: mean I just want to give you something. Yeah. I, I don't care what it is. Like but no. it will come
0: naturally, it
1: will come within the conversation because if you seek in it, you have mm-hmm. to seek a way to and for me it's connecting people half the time. Yeah, I don't know. Can I curse?
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: don't know shit, right? So <laughs> but I know people it wasn't your know, first shit, you said shit what, like
0: twice.
1: I, oh, <laughs> I see this thing happen all the time on TV. I'm like, one day I'm gonna be able to say it. Like, I ask that question of, can I curse? And then curse And then, like,
0: what if what if I said no? <laughs> um,
1: but you get my point. My point is I, I, I seek to connect. So, I seek to connect. And hopefully that connection is creating value.
0: And everyone has something of value. And I think everyone. just recognizing that. So, like, going in, just hoping to add to someone's whatever. Right, like but actually, I think the key
1: word is that add-in doesn't have to come from you. Right, that right, right. right. Add them. in whatever way. Right. Think network. Think you, everyone has a network. Yeah. Connecting with somebody else. Yeah, because people struggle a network. networking. Yeah, Huge. connecting with somebody else. And I think that's always cool. Um, but yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, I'm going to try that. Next time I'm going to a networking yeah. event, I'm going to go like, a, you know, change my mindset and just have a conversation.
1: Yeah, and see, see if I can connect you with someone that I know. Yeah. Let me know Scotch. Someone talks about Scotch. You like Scotch. You want Scotch? I know, sorry, I know Scotch. Maybe you should connect. That's. It doesn't matter what happens with that conversation. Yeah. Is that you, you never know. That's you
0: amazing. No, Yeah. Okay. So I have many more questions and okay. this is so good. Juicy. So we're going to keep going. All right. All right. So Yemi, you're dropping gems and I'm, I'm loving every single one because
1: I feel like this was for me <laughs> and then it's for everybody and else because I'm
0: learned. Don't you learn by teaching people? Are you
1: kidding me? Not even just teaching, just speaking it out. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like words of affirmation, like for speak sure. it out and it's like, not that you said it, you better do it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Awesome. Okay, so more questions. Hmm. What are some, and I want you to be as candid and raw and yeah. harsh. Yeah. What are some harsh realities that leaders need to just get a grip on? Like,
1: yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, I, <laughs> many. Okay. One, I think one is something that you, you alluded to earlier as well, is that we don't know it all. Mm. Like, leaders need to know that we do not have all the answers. And in some cases, we don't have any answer. Mm -hmm. And we need to stop, stop faking it till we make it. Because sometimes, depending on the people we impact, it could hurt many people. And I'll say this. As a leader, there are times where I've been presented with a challenge or a question or what have you, that I literally, Akeshi, had no fucking clue. (laughs) And rather than saying, I have no fucking clue, I gave that... Response that will buy me time,
0: mm.
1: and just act like I know. Oh yes, yeah, sure, that's what it is. Oh no problem, we'll figure that out. Get a couple calls, <laughs> right? And I'm like, why, why? And, and, and typically, what happens when I reflect back, and, and that's what I try to do a lot now, is reflect on moments like that mm-hmm. and say, okay, why did I do that? Why didn't I tell the truth? Why didn't I do this? Why, did, right? Um, and why did I feel that way? And, and anyway, but that's one big one I think it is, and this is not just leaders. This is everyone and anyone is to, is to be a little bit more honest with ourselves, mm. right? Um, that's one. Um, th- the other thing I think, another harsh truth is that we all, we all, especially leaders, need therapy. Mm. I think it should be a necessity. Like when I run my own company one day, hopefully, or I'm, or I'm in a position to influence strong decisions, I would require all my leaders wow. to have therapy sessions.
0: Right. We've had this okay, conversation. Maybe I
1: can't require it, but I will strongly recommend it. Right. And I'll say it's free. Like on, the, on us. We've had the session, right? Yeah.
0: We've had this conversation. Yeah. I just had it with someone else.
1: Yeah.
0: And, well, I haven't gone, I haven't been, and I will, mm-hmm. but I haven't been in therapy just because or as a, since I've owned my business. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I would, from many conversations with you and everybody mm-hmm. else, that I would be so much oh more effective
1: as a leader if I did. And 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 yes, absolutely. And the reason why, and let me drill that deeper, the reason why you'd be so much more effective as a leader is because you'd be so much more in tune with Akeshi. Mm. That is the key. That's why you'd be an effective leader. It's not like your therapist is going to say, do, 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 right. they're going to be effective leader. No, right, right. they're going to give you questions. They're going to give you exercises that you're going to go through in your own head in there that's going to take you in places that you're going to see certain mirrors and see certain, you know, you know, you look into a mirror, one single mirror in front of you, there is no way to see the back of your head when mm-hmm. you look at, mm-hmm. directly in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So you spend the majority of your lifetime Always looking at your face; you never, rarely look at the back, unless you're doing something in the back. Right. Right. A therapy session gives you this 360 mirror where Mm -hmm. there are no blind spots. That's the idea: is that you talk through your thoughts and go through places that you have subconsciously not allowed yourself to go through. Anyway, Mm. but that's what. No, that's
0: major. I love that. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and I think as leaders, because since and 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 the reason why it's so important for leaders because we impact so many people's mm. lives. Mm-hmm. So many, I'm talking about in ways that we have no idea. You know, if, if, you know for example, um, in, in the corporate world, the number one reasons why people leave their, their, their jobs is because of their managers. Mm. Number one reason. Wow. Bad manager, they don't align walls, something of, number one, they're not giving them opportunities to, to progress or advance. Yeah. Number one reason. Now, if we think about what job loss does to people, mm. right, in their own yeah. family, you know, Source divorces, yeah. um, kids going to schools or being pulled out of schools. I mean, the impact is significant. So my point is, if you have people who are leading people, whether they're leaders because they are they were chosen by the people, Mm. whether they leaders because they were born leaders, whether they leaders, leaders because they were good at a skill set that put them in that position, but they're not people managers. Whatever the reason is, my point is when you get into a position where you impact other people's lives, you are in a position of leadership. Mm-hmm. Right. So therefore, you need to make sure that you are putting yourself in a predicament where you can be your best self. Mm-hmm. So 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 that's I think that's the harsh reality is that we because the, the word therapy has been. For lack of a better word, and I, and I intently want to use a strong word, has been demonized mm. to make it seem like something has to be wrong, wrong with you. you. Or
0: to, there's been a stigma
1: that Tremendous you're st-
0: broken. Absolutely,
1: yeah. right. Yeah. So, so that's my sign. And those are the two things I think that as leaders we should we should definitely, you know, like help ourselves with Mm. is one just be always be it's okay to say I don't know it doesn't make you any less of a leader doesn't make you a bad leader doesn't make you a a no good leader to say Mm. I don't know Mm. and I want to seek out your thoughts and two, go see the. just go for go for a mental exercise just like Mm. you go to the gym to work out and get your body right and get your health right go get your mind right
0: so you can't get that anywhere else like we can have conversations with friends and loved ones but it's probably not the same Mm -mm. so I just came to that realization now after having multiple conversations with people, are like, what? You don't go to therapy? I go to therapy at least, you know, mm-hmm. every Tuesday. And mm-hmm. I've been doing that for years. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, I've been missing out on this pie oh, that's God. like vital for it's survival. Juicy. Because even this job, like my job is tough. It's it's probably one of the toughest things mm-hmm. I've ever done. And I I tend to, like you said, either you suppress or you manage and you're just coasting through. And I think I've coasted. To a place where I'm like, mm-hmm. I need a mental exercise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's on my list. I'm like getting recommendations, but for sure that's yeah, doing that too. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, practical tips that we can apply every day as a leader. Like what? When you go in the office, what do you do?
1: In the office. Yeah. When you walk in in the morning. So I'll tell you what I do. So when I walk in the morning, I go into the office. I sit that. Way. I get my coffee, obviously. It's not obvious, but I get my coffee. I sit down. I go through emails. Um, identify what are my top priorities for the day, re- realistically. So my way, my journey to the office, I'm thinking about these things already, mm. um, and I'm kind of like kind of strategizing how I want to go about my day. And, and so my strategy going to the office when I get into office never align. They they just don't.
0: But <laughs> well, you set your intentions. But I set myself. Okay, here's the things you I want before I
1: get there. I, I, I set those anyway, and like I said, I never meet them. But it gives me a, a sense of. I guess, accomplishment, so to mm-hmm. speak, before mm-hmm. I even come in the office. Um, when I get into the office, I, 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 you know, get in my office and I get myself together knowing, like, okay, what are the top priorities for today? What do I need to get done? Who do I need to see? What, you know, X, Y, and Z. And then what I do is I get out on the floor. Like, I am a, I'm a people person. I'm not, you know, like I, you know, and, and I, it's funny because you and I actually talked Many, many years back when you used to work from home. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was sort of like, I don't know how you work from because I <laughs> would go crazy not being able to engage with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's the introvert-extrovert thing. Um, but anyway, so at the office, I go out on the floor and I talk to those people who who are open to speaking with me. And when I when I say what I mean by that is when I walk on the floor, I mean we have a number of floors, when I walk on the floor, sometimes I have no intent to go any specific way. I just have a path that I walk. Mm-hmm. On. And then, as I walk, I look and I do eye contact. I do head nods, and I, and from that, I, and this is why I think where EQ comes. I get to sense people who seek out conversations. You can see them be like, you know, either the nod, or they, mm-hmm. they, they keep us stare longer, or they, and, he, and and then I'm like, oh hey, and then we get into a conversation, and I, yeah, and I'm very cautious about. Okay, are they in a rush? What's their body posture like? Mm-hmm. And I'm doing these things as I speak with them. Oh and I'm wow! Literally every. And sometimes I can take a full walk and everyone seems to be busy and they don't want to talk. They don't want to be bothered. And I just go about my business and I just go, hi, bye, hi, bye. Right. And then, but I do Mm -hmm. that often, very often. And it's, for me, it's a big thing as a leader to be visible Mm -hmm. um, and be, like I said, out there. So when, when issues happen, when, and and unlike some other leaders where you, you only see them when there's an issue. Or when you will see them, when there is celebrations, mm-hmm. I want to be the person that you see. All, and I don't, I don't think it dilutes the respect that I receive. In fact, I think it makes it a little more real. Right. You know. Um. Yeah. So that's, that's And then I, I do work.
0: Okay. So, <laughs> what,
1: you actually do work? I actually do work.
0: Um. <clears throat> where do we draw the line between? And I battle with this sometimes. Being too personal. Being a boss being you know what i mean yeah especially in an environment where you guys have to engage all day right we're not working Mm -hmm. from home we Mm -hmm. see each other we spend time with each other we have lunch with each other it's kind of hard to be like oh don't talk to me don't come in my office right like the office here i don't have a private office it's big enough for one but i never wanted one so where do we draw the line like what's what's I guess there's no direct answer for that, but like what's oh, right. too personal?
1: You know, and, and, and Akesha, as you're talking, I'm looking through my phone here and I, I'm going to try to send this to you um, later if I don't find it. Oh, I found it. Good. So, and maybe you can post this. I'm not sure you can put a picture with this, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm showing Akesha this this picture of um, equality versus equity, hmm. right? And this is more of a diversion inclusion thing, right? right. And I'm going to try to describe it to you. And so under equality... You can see there are three boxes mm. that have three individuals standing on top of the boxes. Mm-hmm. Now, these three boxes are like the exact same height, mm-hmm. and the three people standing on top of it are different heights. There's mm-hmm. one that's like four foot two, that's one that's like you know five foot five, and there's one that's like seven foot. And there's a fence mm. in front of them that's kind of blocking their view, and that fence is about five foot tall. So the person who's six foot can see over the fence. The person who's five foot five can see over the fence. And person who's four foot tall cannot see over the fence, mm-hmm. even though they all have the same size equal boxes. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, the other side, the other screen um, shows you equity, where it's the same size fence that's five foot tall. And you have a person that's six foot. However, this person that's six foot does not have a box. They're sitting on the ground itself, standing on the ground itself. The person that's five foot four has one box, so they're able to see over the fence. And the person that, that's the shortest, who's like four foot four, has two boxes to elevate the person up so they can all have the same sight. Mm-hmm. So to your question about how you balance the relationship with your employees or with your your staff on um, how close you get with them, how do you remain professional, I think I look at it just like I look at these boxes. Like, look at it as equity. Mm-hmm. Like, it depends on that person. So there are some people, staff in your team, that have the ability to be close with you, but still respect the space that when you speak, when you're serious about something, they For get sure. the job done. And they 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 are fine with that line. Mm-hmm. There are certain people who just don't have that, that when you get close with them, you are my friend mm-hmm. and you're always my friend. You're not my boss because now we're friends. Mm-hmm. And you have to identify their height in terms of their ability to handle such a relationship. And, and this is driven from personalities. This is driven from... Um, um, you know their upbringings, their family, their culture. So it's up to you as a leader to say, who Who are you, and how can I build relationship with you as a? And you have to know them. So you have get to, to know you have your relationship
0: ta- with everyone.
1: That's you said like, the individually. Absolutely. wow Absolutely. So, yeah. you, and that's your responsibility to do. And once you're able to tailor it appropriately, and you're mm-hmm. going to miss some. let mm-hmm. I me mean, get me. Wrong. Of course, you are. But and it's a work in progress, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? It's, a, it's it's it evolves consistently. But I think that is truly how you have to approach that. I don't think there is a. It's not like you. No, that's oh, a don't great do answer. it or do it. No, I think yeah. there are some people that you can buddy up with, and that For inspires sure. them. And there's yeah. some people who are like. You just cannot buddy up with them. You just have to be very straight with them mm-hmm. and be fair and be kind and be mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. But the way you deal with them and interact with them will be a bit different than others.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, that's yeah. great advice for me. Yeah. <laughs> and every human I probably come in contact with. So that's so helpful. See?
1: So yeah. wise. Oh need... stop. Everyone needs I read a wise. All friend. this from a book.
0: <laughs> Please send the link. I will. Link to this book will be in the show notes, guys. Um, okay, so last questions. And this is basically we end the interviews with like some fun questions. What did you have for breakfast?
1: Oh, God. Uh, (laughs) I did not eat breakfast, um, but I did have lunch. My mom came over and she made some amala, a foriro, and fish stew.
0: Okay. If you're Nigerian, you're probably dying as I am right now. (laughs) Okay. But that wasn't my real question. My real question. But thank you for sharing. Sure. My real question was if you could have lunch with anyone.
1: Dead or alive.
0: Well, preferably alive. Okay. Because then how would that work? I don't know. <laughs> well, if, you, no, no, no. Let me scratch that. It doesn't matter. Okay. If you could have lunch with anyone, because mm. there's a possibility it may not happen, because yeah. it, it might, and, but it might. Yeah. Who would it be?
1: Okay. I feel like I'm like always complicated, but I will give you two answers one good, okay. one alive. Um, a person that's passed is Nelson Mandela. I would love to have lunch with Nelson Mandela. Mm hmm. Um, and Alive, I would love to have lunch with Michelle Obama. Ah. Yes. Those are two people I would love to have lunch with right now at this point in time in my life.
0: What, what one, if you had one question to Mm. ask, what would it be?
1: So if I had one question to ask Nelson Mandela, I would ask him at what point in his life did he know for a certain, for a certain, if ever that he found his true purpose. Like at what point did he say, this is my purpose in life. And I'm going to go full throttle on this one thing, or maybe two things or whatever it is. And I'd like to know at what point in his life, he identified that, what age he identified that. I'd like to know what helped him get there? Like what experiences, or was it a mentor that told him something? For sure. Was it a job that he had? Was it when he was in jail? Was it? I mean, what, like, what triggered that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then for Michelle, um, that's a tough one. You
0: only have one question. One question. Oh God!
1: I <laughs> will ask if she can marry me too, so I can be just like Obama. <laughs> no no jokes aside um oh man you know my admiration for michelle obama is just god it's it's through the roof you know it's for her to and 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 sadly and i think this is somewhat sad sadly i think what she has done um as a partner of obama um and a person who i think is a great leader of obama I, i think you know We have witnessed and if you read Obama's books, you would see how he speaks of Michelle She has been a mentor. Mm -hmm. She has been and this is beyond life mentor a partner uh, a sounding board and and I would like to ask her how How I could seek partnership and find partnership In an individual that can help inspire me, like she has not just Obama, but the world. Like, like, yeah, that's it, a good you, one. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm struggling with my question, but something in terms no, of. No, it makes total sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, good. <laughs> well, thank you.
0: All right. Well, Yemi, this has been so good. I I can, Yay. we can literally do this for two hours. So we may have to bring you back and do a part two. I oh, do yeah. want to talk about diversity and inclusion in another yeah. episode. Yeah. So we'll you definitely bring you back. But this was therapy for me and I'm sure everyone else is literally receiving nuggets and nuggets and nuggets so thank you. Lastly, oh, awesome. yeah. where can our listeners find you?
1: LinkedIn is the best place to find me. LinkedIn, Yemi Akisonya. Um search my name. I think I'm open there. And you can yeah find we'll
0: me. put the link in the show notes. Yeah.
1: yeah. But this has
0: been so fun. Are you no, ready for that for scotch now?
1: For that what now?
0: Whiskey scotch, oh, listen, when I am
1: it? I am let's get <laughs> drunk. Listen, it's it's Saturday evening. I have nothing better to do. So no, let's do it. Um, and Akashi, before we end this, thank you so much for this. I, you know, you've been doing all the sharing all the compliments, but I really truly appreciate you. You have been more than a friend. Thank um, you. You've been an inspiration to me and many. Um, just the, the growth you've had over the past number of years has been outstanding. Your quality of work is outstanding. I can go on and on and on. But more importantly, thank you for doing this. You don't have to have a podcast. You don't have to share the information. You don't have to share your skill set. You don't have to have your um, classes. You don't have to do half the things that you do, but you do it anyway. And we appreciate you. We see you.
0: Thank you for saying that. I appreciate um, and it.
1: Thank you for having me. This was fun.
0: This is so fun. Yeah. Yeah. If you love today's show, share with your friends and tag me on social media at Cash Events. Also, if you haven't heard, I launched my new online coaching membership program for planners and designers called Creatives Corner. To learn more about it, visit thecashexperience.com, and there are more details in the show notes.